This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And today I'm Jackson Wells. And it's episode 167. It's the final episode. Is it? Maybe. Maybe. Um, this is the episode that we, you, uh, you woke me up out of my sleep before I was sleeping soundly, peacefully. And I was having a dream about going to episode 5000. That this is this was back when we did them daily. We did these daily in the dream. How the hell did I do that prep in the dream? And uh, and then you woke me up and you said, "Hey, hey, Hoss," is what you call me. I do call you Hoss a lot. This does check out. Uh, actually, I don't know that you call me Hoss ever. Do you? I do Hoss. No, I called you Hoss. There's a text. I literally called you Hoss the other day. You did. But that's not what I call. What's what do I what do I call? It's funny. All right. Uh, let, let, let me get to let, let me get to what I say. So anyway, you woke me up out of my sound slumber. And uh you said we're ended at 167. And I said, "What? What the fuck are you talking about, man?" And then you said the show. The show of all shows. Granddaddy of them all. Starkey Murder, murder my Kate. And, uh, and then you uh, then you walked away and I I went back to bed in tears because I'm like, I dread the day that 167 comes around. <laughs> and here it is. Three days later. This all happened three days ago. In the dream. In the dream. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So here we are. It is episode 167. You have a big show planned for today. You have a lot of guests. Yes, we have a musical guest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's so much. There's so much we're going to cover in that thing we're talking about today that I, I definitely know what, what we're doing. So, uh, yeah, it's going to pack a wallet this show when we talk about her. Him. Him. Yeah, I, I don't judge. Uh, it's 2023. They can be whatever they want to be because they're alive and well. No, that they can be. I just said they could be whatever they want to they're be. They're presenting as alive. Yes, they're presenting as alive. They identify as alive and well and not a murderer. My dude. Murderer. Murderer. So anyway, uh, yeah. What are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to be talking about a LAPD tra- officer in training. Yeah. Who, that's L.A. Knight. Oh. Who was... Well, that's what happened before they were L- L.A. cops. They, they were, were L.A. Knight. Knights. That's yeah. when they rode on horseback and right. jousted criminals. Yeah. Yes. And they, they would say, yes. They would, um, they would best the knaves and keep the 
no, uh, the the um, uh, ne'er do wells. The ne'er do wells at bay. Yes, I was going to say nom de plumes. The nom de plumes. Yeah, yeah the ne'er the ne'er do wells with nom de plumes. Correct. If you had an alias, they would fuck you up. If you right. only had one name, you're okay. Yeah, you're like that, Madonna. Yeah, that's why she's been alive for hundreds of years. That and she's a vampire. Well, that's what it is. Is yeah. She's actually the vampire from DuckTales, or Darkwing Duck, but which the, everyone had a vampire. But the L.A. Knights Templars are searching for her. Yeah. Yes. So, no, it's a, it's a story about a gentleman named Christopher Dorner, who was a training off, uh, officer in training with the LAPD, made a complaint about his boss, or his training officer, uh, and got fired, ah. and then uh, went on a bit of a rampage. Oh, okay. Well, well, you could have just said the name. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta stay tuned for more details than that. Yeah, you stay, you stay tuned. You sit, you sit right. You plant your keister right there in that chair. This could be the last chance you get to hear about murders My and dudes. dudes. Oh, uh, or it might not be, or it might not be. Well, whatever it is, we are absolutely retiring today. As soon as we're done recording, we are retiring until we come back. Yeah. Until we come out of retirement. So whether that's two weeks from now or never, we are officially retiring tonight. Yeah. Forever. No, no, no. Forever. Well, if you get the joke, who that was what Terry Funk, Terry Funk said when he retired the first time. Out of thousands. <laughs> well, not thousands, but literally probably double-digit retirements, I believe, Terry Funk had. Yeah, that guy retired a lot. Yeah, but now he's permanently retired because he's dead. He uh, he changed his mind more times than my, uh, my, my son's coach. My youngest son plays uh, football, and boy... Uh, so so let's let, let me get into that. How was your weekend, by the way? It was fun. Did some wrestling stuff. Watched some football. You wrestled. TV. I did not wrestle. Uh-huh. I interviewed. I, I I interviewed people backstage. Gotcha. Um. Okay. That's good. I went to a. Uh, I went to a game yesterday. My my youngest son had his. Uh, it was basically like his first official game. They they did kind of like a, a scrimmage a few weeks ago. But this was like his first official game. And uh, boy, when you look at the at the team on the on the field, his team versus the other team, you you look at it and immediately go, oh, they're going to get crushed. It's 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 over. It's end times for these boys. And uh, and so my. Uh, I guess this is back in the summer, uh, a flyer went out and it was the, the schedule and it had uh yesterday's date at four o'clock on the schedule then on september 1st a new now mind you i don't i'm not privy to any of this my ex has to let me know because she's part of the group where you know all this stuff uh happens where all the where all the magic happens right yeah where all the people are privy the privy people right the privy people party and so it says the uh it says that the time was now going to be now initially it's four o'clock and then on the first september 1st they put the time at five o'clock 
Then two days ago, so the day before the game, there's an update that says the time is moved from five o'clock to four o'clock. And so my ex, this is the last time I hear about it, my ex tells me, she goes, uh, the game's at four o'clock. And I go, she goes, the game's at four o'clock. It was, it was changed. And I go, uh, it was four o'clock the whole time. Because you got to remember, that's the last I, right. you know, I saw. Yeah. And she goes, no, it was five o'clock. And I'm like, no, the thing says four o'clock. I don't know that she gets an update saying that it was changed to five. So anyway, I get there. Me and my stepdad get there. And we're waiting this about 3.30. We're sitting there. And uh, I get in contact with my daughter and my ex messages me too, and the game's not till five. Scandalous. And I'm like, what? No, but it, but look, my my stepdad came and you know picked me up so we could go there, and now we have to sit here and wait an hour and a half. And uh, yeah, it's annoying. It's yeah. he's he's kind of like you, where he just does not like that downtime. Mm-hmm. You know, like he wants to be able to do something, and so. I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, sends me a screenshot. I guess after she had told me that the time has changed to four, the coach changed it back to five again. So, yeah. That's what happens when you change your mind a lot, you know? Yeah. And I said, uh, and I I wrote on the thing, I was like, this coach changes his mind like girls that date me. They change your mind? And yeah. don't, don't date you anymore. They changed their mind about whether they want to date me or not. Yeah. Or they just come an hour later. <laughs> yeah, they do. So. Anyway. All right. He changes know? his mind more than some people change their underwear, huh? Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? I think that, yeah, they do. Went right over your head. It did. Oh, okay. I don't know. You don't like sex, so. No, you, yeah, you're, you last the whole hour. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I follow you. Yes. No, I'm, a, I'm an hour man is what they call me. Through the sands, or they call you the hourglass? They, 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 yes. You have an hourglass figure? Yes, I do. Yeah. So I'm looking for a I, joke. Here. I have a Big Ben figure. There you go. There you go. Big Ben figure. Yeah. They're both time pieces. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. So we got that out of the way. And let's get something else out of the way. Our socials. Join while you can. Yeah. This may be the last episode. It may be. Uh, dude at gmail.com is where you could hit us up with, uh, bet you could beg us to do more shows. They now, won't. listen. <laughs> what? They won't. They won't. They don't do anything. <laughs> We, we're like, just tell us how much we stink and you don't like us. <laughs> and they're just, nah. I, I think what happened was people, I think people followed us. They subscribed to our show and then forgot about us. And they're the listeners we have. Um, we did. We have gotten some more subs, but uh, it's, you know, we're, we're, I don't think we're ever going to be at the number. Look, we can, we can have a million fucking listeners and... We'll be like, we need a million and one. We're failing. Uh, I don't think so. But 
it would be nice if 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 you let us know uh, in in the email. Not, I mean, look, if you want to comment, comment, sure. You want to hit us up in, on on Instagram or something like that. That's great. But we at have murder my dude at Instagram. Yeah, but but we have the we have the email at murdermydude at gmail Use it. We also uh, are at murder my dude on X, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, I was good there. Oh, sorry. Uh, Podcast my dude on Facebook. And you just mentioned Instagram and X. And uh, formerly known as the Facebook. The Facebook, yeah. And uh, and and MySpace. Uh, we don't have a MySpace, do we? No, is that, is that still a thing? Is MySpace like still? Yeah, it's still a thing. AOL's still a thing. Wait, no, yeah, but I think AOL is more. I don't think they're an ISP anymore. I think it's more like a an email e- address, an email. like a news aggregator. Yeah. Is is MySpace still like a social network? Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, it is, but who uses it? I have no idea. Yeah, that's 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 my point. At I, least the, the last I checked it was. I'm saying, yeah, I, I have no fucking idea. I, I, I don't go on it. Uh, the last I checked it, it, it was. So anyway, yeah. Murder, with dude, murder my dude at Gmail. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on X. We're on um, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And uh, from projecthumanoid.com, projecthumanoid.com. Yeah, there you go. Which hasn't been updated. I always say I'm going to update it, and I don't. I just don't do it. I don't. I and and I'll, I'll be honest because it's like I want to have incentive to do it. You know, like I want to have incentive. And I, I, it's the the whole like uh, I I don't have I don't have a good running computer, and I don't have software to draw things and come up with cool like t-shirt designs. If I did, I think I'd, I would probably be a little bit more apt to make more designs. Because I like that. I like when, when we busted out the whole uh, 50% badass, 50% little teapot. That was fun. And then I did the t-shirts for it. And just like, you know, different t-shirts I had at the time. Because I I was able to, you know, to draw. I could draw, but it's just like the computer that I have is so fucking slow. I mean, now we could do it like just just for this episode. We could do a shirt that says, "Hey, stop changing your mind, you football coach." Yeah, that was a feeble attempt at being Norm Macdonald. I'll, I'll cough to it right now. All right, it it worked better in my head than it than it than it did. Yeah, out of my mouth. Right, out of my mouth. He had such a fucking great delivery. He did. He did. He was he was exceptional. It's it's one of those it's one of those things where if anybody else said it, it just wouldn't be as funny. And that that's that's the thing that sucks about some comedy is is like you just happen to be blessed, and I'm using blessed like you know, in quotes here, uh with with that voice that like you like yeah, you could come up with it, like Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried, um, you know, like if you said like my home sweet home, you're like my home sweet home, right? Like yeah. that's not his real voice, obviously. Did you ever hear his real voice? Yeah, I think he did it on Stern before. I think he just talked on Stern before. In a real- I think he would do a fake real voice, but I think he had his real real voice once or twice too. I've never heard, but I know I've heard, I've heard a a thing, and I thought it was Howard doing like, "Hi Howard, Howard, it's Gilbert." I thought it was Howard pretending to be Gilbert, but then I heard Gilbert's real voice on Saturday Night Live. 
Oh, like when he was on the cast? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a skit, and he's talking, and it's like, what the fuck? Holy shit. Yeah, it's always weird when you hear people that are notoriously in characters or see it, like, them step out of character. Yeah. It's always crazy. But, but like, if he just did his regular act, or just used his regular voice, I don't think it would come across as funny. So he had to be that character. That's You, you know who said, fucking Jerry Seinfeld said that about, because he, he does not like, um... Uh, Bobcat Golf Golfweight Golfweight Golfweight, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, that's why he has to do that stupid fucking voice." <laughs> and uh, I forget, I don't remember who he was talking to. It was like a heavyset blonde lady actress, not Fortune Feemster, I don't think, or whatever her name is. I don't think it was her. Uh, but anyway, he was like, it was in that comedians' cars getting coffee show and they're like at a diner or whatever and um yeah he was like that's why you had to do this and people were like damn like it's weird seeing seinfeld curse like that yeah i feel like heavy set is a, a phrase that doesn't get thrown around a whole lot anymore yeah because you can't because they're too, too heavy yeah. yeah it's like portly you don't hear a lot about portly anymore we're rubenesque yeah because then you think of eating rubens mm, and that makes, and you, that makes you rubenesque yeah and Heavy set, God, I love. Do you ever you, you know what a Rachel is? I do not. I think it's like a. Oh, it's that hairstyle from the nineties. It's a um, it's like a Reuben, but I think it has turkey. Hmm. Okay. I know there's one that has turkey, but then there's obviously you you know some some will do instead of uh, corned beef they'll do pastrami. I love Jewish food like that, like that old Jewish deli, like comedian food. Like Rubens or pastrami on rye. Yeah, no. Oh, I love that shit. It's so fucking delicious. Get a, get a side of potato salad and a fucking pickle. A Jewish pickle. I had like the saltiest pickle I've ever had in my life over the weekend. It was just like slices of pickle, but it was like super salty. It was from a Greek place. Oh, okay. How was it? Salty. Very salty. And the gyro I had was pretty good. Like, was it? So salty that you couldn't even really just enjoy it. Yeah, that's too salty. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like I I like a good fucking Jewish pickle. Uh, so years ago, um, this is before my son was born. Is when I first started dating my son's mother. Um, her her dad's from Brooklyn originally, and we're talking one day, and somehow delis like old delis uh, come up now that's not really a thing you have bodegas you, you have whatever but just the old jewish deli or just a corner grocery store in philly we call them grocery stores or delis um other places you, i don't know what, what do you call them luncheonettes like well, i think a luncheonette is where you get like hot food it's a too. little different than yeah but some places you can get both not not all grocery stores you get sandwiches yeah but like a deli, you would. A grocery store in Philly, I guess some people, when they think grocery store, they think like, oh, this is where I go to get my milk and my bread and my... Um, yeah, like, almost like a supermarket. Right. Like a smaller Like one. a small supermarket, right. But it's Philly, so everybody's doing sandwiches. Well, anyway, um, a lot of our corner, corner stores like that were delis. They're run by Jewish people. And you would have those pickles in a barrel. And we would just call them Jewish pickles. 
because they were all kosher, right? Mm-hmm. So we called them Jewish pickles. And Jewish people in Philly called them Jewish pickles. Non-Jewish people called them Jewish pickles. Just whatever. Nobody said kosher pickle. Now, they're, they're dill, whatever, but that's just what we said. I, what did you call them growing up? That type of pickle I would call a Jewish pickle. Jewish pickle, yeah. So I was talking to my ex's dad about it one day, and mind you, he's from Brooklyn, New York. And uh, I was like, oh, man, I was like, I love a good Jewish pickle. And he goes, what did you say? I said, I love a good Jewish pickle. And he goes, I, have, I, I don't remember. I, I'm not saying it verbatim, but it was basically like, like, that's like anti anti-semitic and i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> everybody talks about her but never uncle semitic right yeah that'd be anti-semitic um and i'm like what are you what are you talking about and he was just going on about how insensitive it was and i'm like how is it insensitive like i could think of a lot of other words that yeah, I could there's put one before... coming to mind begins with a k that i could think of they'd be like yeah if you said that that's that's anti-semitic yeah kind yeah, kind of like pickle. Richard Kind. Yeah, he's a comedian. He was. Um, yeah, exact. That's exactly my point. I'm like, I didn't say that. Like, it's not like I said, you know, like cheap pickles. Right. I didn't go with a stereotype. Yeah. I said Jewish, because when you think of kosher, who do you think of? Jewish people. Yeah, I don't think of anybody else. Are Muslims kosher? Uh, kosher? They're halal. But I think that's slightly different. Halal. Yeah. So I don't know of anybody else that's kosher. Like I think neither one will eat pork, but I think there's certain rules that are specific just to Jewish people that define kosher. Right. And I, I'm like, I, it was just it was just so bizarre to get like so worked up about me calling it a Jewish pickle uh, and not a barrel pickle or a kosher pickle. Um, I don't mind if you say barrel pickle. I'm not, I'm not going to get mad at you for like, if, if I'll I was fucking furious, but if I said to you, what did you call those? And you said, oh, I called them barrel pickles. I would be like, oh, okay, cool. That's what you called it. Yeah. We called it Jewish pickles, but to be like all up in arms that I called it a Jewish pickle is a little goofy. I don't know. It's all silly to me, but all right. Anyway, uh, let's, uh, we, we got our socials out. We got all that just, uh, silly talk out of the way. Uh, now we're going to get into, a little segment that we, and, and possibly that for the last time, is the, that we like to call This Week Murder! For the last time, possibly. Now I want a pickle. Uh, Texas woman, or it's the Undertaker woman, I don't know. Didn't, didn't he used to wear the, the TX? Yeah, what was like the T with an X? Like, Did he wear that because he's from Texas? Is like a little nod? Very possible. Okay. Uh, Texas woman shoots daughter's allegedly abusive boyfriend after he yells, just shoot me. Well, to be fair, maybe he's a big fan of that sitcom in the 90s. What did I tell you? Oh, don't do jokes? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Patric- I told you, so if you're going to go for, for the joke, you don't need me here. And this is why I'm quitting. This is why I did, this is what I said to him. I, I said, don't look, he he's got to go for the joke first so I can't get it. And then wonders why I don't have it. Look, man, I'm on gabapentin. My brain's a little, plus I have early onset Alzheimer's disease. Uh, and and because of this, uh, my brain works a little slower. I'm already a little fucking. This is, this is actually episode 474. We just told you it was 167. Hmm. I got turtle brain. 
And uh, I told him, like, what's look, if this is my job, if my job on here is to try to just sit back and be a little jokester, right, uh, to, to be a little fucking uh, 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 a jester, uh, then let me jest. Let me jest. You don't need to jest. You don't need to be the presenter and the jester. If you're going to pull double duty, then why am I here? Why? Why? We can both. Be- That's what I was going. Yeah, but no, you, you, we can you both don't make jokes. No. You, you do it only. You do it just because you know that you can get to it faster, even though we'll have the same fucking joke. I, I had no idea you were going to pull Oh, that everybody up. fucking sees Just Shoot Me in quotes and is going to think the fucking show. I don't oh, think many people remember that show. That's a good point. That's a fair point. We remember the show. I Fine. Anybody 38 and older is going to fucking remember Just Shoot Me. Do you remember anything about it? No. Just the name? Yeah. Yeah. I had Wasn't to- David Spade on it? I, I was thinking he was in Richard Kind. Yes. <laughs> I have no He's idea. He's on everything. I have Every no- 90s sitcom had Richard Kind. Um, so, Patricia Conlon, 49, of Mesquite, Texas, faces murder charges after shooting Joshua Trout. I'm going to go with T-R-O-U-T-T-E. Could have that name wrong. A tattoo artist who was her daughter's 34-year-old boyfriend. See, now I'm not sure, because Just Shoot Me was, there was a, a, a very similar show. So I want to say Just Shoot Me was about, like, a tabloid. I think there was another show at the same time that was also about a tabloid. It was, like, The Naked Truth. Uh, so, Just Shoot Me had Wendy Malick, who was from Dream On. Do you remember the show Dream On? Yeah, and she was also on that show, like, Hot in Cleveland, way later. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, Betty White. Uh, Laura San Giacomo. David Spade. Oh, I was right. George, uh, Bucks County's own George Siegel. 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 Oh. Uh, he wasn't, but he actually just, I think he moved there when he was a teen. His parents said, I, I know way more about George Siegel than anybody. Yeah. Uh, his parents sent him to, um, to go, I guess when he was like a teenager, to go to a, uh, uh, what, the Quakers, like a Quaker school. Mm-hmm. Even though I think he was Jewish, he sent him to go to this Quaker school, and yeah, he lived. I think he. Now I've read that he went to a Kensington High School, but I don't know if that was Kensington in Philly or if there was a school in New York. I think he's from New York, uh, called Kensington. But anyway, he did go to school in Bucks County and lived in, the, in that area for a bit. Um, this is why this is the last episode. We're, we're going to transition into a podcast about George Siegel. Yes, uh, it's got. Uh, Enrico Colantoni. Oh, yeah. Uh, the dad from Veronica Mars. From Veronica yeah. Mars. Yep. Chris Hogan. Uh, Brian Pussain. Pus- oh, sweet. Uh, Rebecca Romaine. Uh, Dana Carvey. Tom Kenny. Steve Carell. Oh, wow. Yeah. A bunch of other. Ray Liotta. I guess uh, Jay Leno. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. These are, I'm assuming some of these are guest stars. Brooke Shields. Yeah. yeah. Anna Gassire. Yeah. Alan Thicke. Lucy Lawless. Damn, son. Jim O'Hare. Wow. Brian Dennehy. Okay. Anyway, a lot of people. Joe Rogan. Maybe that, maybe they had like crossovers because I know Brooke Shields had a show because I think this was on NBC. Okay. And Brooke Shields had a show on NBC around that time. Joe Rogan was on news radio. So yeah, maybe there was like crossover stuff. But yeah, there was another show. I think on like ABC. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was called The Naked Truth. And it was about a tabloid thing. Just Shoot Me ran from 97 to 2003. Wow, that's a long run. Yeah, that's huh. a that's a very long run 
for a show that you think that nobody remembers. Yeah, like, <laughs> who's talking about, like, maybe it's because it's not, like, on Netflix or something. Nobody's talking right. about, oh, I'm binging Just Shoot Me in 2023. Maybe, like, I mean, there's probably somebody. It's like, kids now, like, what's a tabloid? It was like TMZ before the internet. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, yeah. uh, that's this has nothing to do with this story where Patricia Conlin, again, shot the allegedly abusive boyfriend of her daughter, Joshua Trout. We're going to go with now. Trout. I've re-looked, I've looked it over again. Yeah. And we're going with Trout. I'm going with the Trouté. 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 Trout. Yeah, let's go Trout. Conlin's daughter, Jenny Archer, called her relationship with Trouté an ongoing domestic disturbance. She also accused Trouty of hitting her above the eye with a cell phone the day before the shooting, though police were not called at the time. I'm going to call him now Josh E. Dangerously. I'm calling him Troyute. Troyute? Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't the- it be fucking... That would be funny as shit if his name is Troyute. Troyute? <laughs> uh, on the day of the murder, Archer claimed that she was ending the relationship and moving out, which resulted in another domestic incident. What is a Troyute? In addition to two Troyutes. In addition to calling 911, Archer also called Condon... In, or Conlon, rather, in order to have her help pack her things to leave. What did they call Tyler? Uh, that's a very obscure joke. Uh, Patricia Conlon beat the police to her, uh, beat the police to the home, and she'd brought her gun with her, visibly in possession of it, as she entered the home through a side door. Conlon later claimed the police that she'd intended to hold Trouty at gunpoint until police arrived as he had fled the scene after police were called in the past for other domestic incidents. A self-defense claim is seemingly going to be the centerpiece of Conlon's legal efforts as she claims to have shot after he'd grabbed her arm and pulled her hair. Though police claim that evidence did not match that story. Conlon also initially told police that she had the gun in her purse when she entered the home but later admitted she'd been holding it as she entered the house. So her story was changing a lot. They're like, I think he just shot this dude. The police affidavit said that Conlon provoked uh, by the very virtue of entering his home while openly carrying a gun and that, quote, lack of reasonableness in her actions involved in the use of deadly force meant the self-defense claim was not valid. Trot's roommate claims that there was a shooting match before the fatal shooting. Or shouting match, rather. A shooting match before the shooting. That's called uh, a duel. Yeah. There was a shouting match before the fatal shooting, and that Troyuti was in the bathroom when Conlon entered the house. I think we used that one already. Damn. During the argument, <laughs> Troyuti uh, said, just shoot me, moments before the shots were fired. Because he was, he was saying... What they said, what should we binge watch on Netflix? He was the guy, yeah. and now he's dead. Yeah, then they said, just shoot me. T. Rowdy was pronounced dead at the scene, and Colin T. Was Rowdy, charged- like he's a, he's a fucking rapper from, yeah. from the South. He would, if, if, if that was his last name, and he was black, he would be T. Rowdy. Yeah, R-W-D-Y, yeah. He was pronounced dead at the scene, and Colin was charged with murder. Murder. He came to us earlier than expected, but then was taken way too early. He did manage to live life to the fullest. We will always love him in a sweet spirit. Thank you for all of you angels who have been with us on this journey. I will always love you. Joust Trahute. Joust? 
Josh Trote. You're saying you're fucking the first name up too. Uh, wrote Josh's mother Sue on social media. Josh. Jenny Archer took to social media as well. Again, the girlfriend and the daughter of the accused killer, posting the following: "If tearing me apart helps you in your journey of grief, then I hope in some way you find solace. In respect to those hurting, I have no interest in publicly sharing anything horrible that would show a clearer picture. This is never what I wanted or even could imagine the outcome would be." I loved someone unconditionally, despite unimaginably bad consequences at every turn, and I'm desperately trying to find a way to process these events. Okay. See, it sounds like a bad situation all around. Obviously, somebody's dead, somebody's in jail, somebody's getting torn apart on social media. So who's to say who has it the worst? You had to fucking bring this one up to you. I keep talking about this. Oh, did you see the story already? Yeah, I, I, I knew about this, like, last week. Okay. Um. So this is last week, and this is like seventy something years ago. Murder. <laughs> it was a while ago. And murder. <laughs> well, I mean, so okay. So let's let's get into the headline here. Ninety-eight year old German man charged as accessory to murder for work as guard in Nazi concentration uh, Nazi concentration camp. So let me let let before we get into any of this. I don't know what you what you wrote. I didn't even look into the thing. All I know is. At the time, the, when does the war, uh, the, the, the war end? 47? I believe so, yeah. So that's 76 years ago. This guy's 98. That would have put him. My parents were born. That would have put him at like 21, something like that, early 20s, right? Mm hmm. When, when he's doing this thing. Okay, he is uh, a guard in a Nazi concentration camp. Do you think just just honestly, do you think that these people back then had options? I'm going to guess the Nazis had a draft of some sort or right. a military conscription of some sort. And you think if he as a 20 something year old kid, because now that's when the war ends, he's 20 something years old. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how long he's actually doing it for. But yeah, and they had Hitler youths. We know that. But the thing is, is he he it, he's like 21 or so when it ends. OK, but what I'm saying is, is do you think that if he was like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. They would probably shoot him. Yeah. Was, just shoot me. Yeah. Uh, he probably didn't want to yell, just shoot me. He's probably like, fuck. Well, the show hadn't even come out yet. Uh, right. No, I mean, he actually meant like in this case, it would have just meant just shoot me. But the thing and, and I'm not I'm not condoning anything i'm just saying that i find it a little goofy that we're wasting taxpayer dollars on arresting a 98 year old guy who a stiff wind is gonna fucking kill this guy well to be fair to be to be fair they're not our taxpayer dollars unless you have dual citizenship in in germany no but i didn't know where he was that's what i'm saying i didn't yeah. really didn't read anything about this i didn't know if they caught him here or there i don't look anybody i just think it's fucking goof like it's fair where germany thank you um we had to, we have to get uh yeah, we gotta get all the bits out one what, last time yeah, what's the other one what's it is out? what it is uh and it isn't what it is there yeah. you go. um We're playing the hits tonight <laughs> i just think it's goofy that this is what we're fucking so like we oh we, you know it's justice like fucking look this guy's vicious huh it's vicious not justice yes 
There's my obscure joke for the that, day. That was a humongous leap. Yeah. It was. That was my you gotta, joke. You got to be psycho if you don't. Right. If you think that was a good joke. Yeah. We're talking about Sid Vicious, just, uh, uh, Sid, you, you. I'm say, you these people know what the joke is, all right? Wow. All right. <laughs> That's a stretch. Anyway. Like his leg that time stretched. I, I just think that if he was American or living in America and they did, I'd be like, I, I've always <clears throat> felt this way. I'm like, dude, th- who, if, if this guy has been living just like a model life for 76 years, I'm not saying what they did was right. I'm just saying it's like, really? What the fuck are we accomplishing here? The guy probably has a fucking year left on his contract of life. Yeah, and then he's going to renegotiate. No. <laughs> just, no, he's 98. Yeah, who's going to want the him on their roster? But I guess it makes them feel better. Like, all right. Like, it's the Germans saying, look, we're still really sorry yeah, about we, that. Look, guys, that look. That whole Holocaust thing. We got him. <laughs> we got him. You can rest easy now. Yeah. I, I know you were like, I, oh. I feel like in a lot of these cases, it's more about shaming them than it is about like putting them through some kind of like literal imprisonment i just again though it's like i don't know their fucking story i don't know how many of them were like also also it is living that in that bubble of hate they thought that they were right they thought that they're the good guy you know when when we're bombing other like us as americans Mm -hmm. no matter what we look like no matter what our religion is our our nationality well our nationality american but our ethnicity, no matter what it is, when we're an American uh, soldier or Marine or whatever it is, um, you know, and we're, we're doing something to those other countries, we're seen as the villain. Yeah. Um, but we think we're the good guys. We'll always think we're the good guys. I'm sure there's some rational person that's in the military that's like, we are not the fucking good guys. You know, when they're doing this shit, but yeah, I, you know, I, I don't, I just, I just think it's goofy. That's all. But let's, let's hear it. Let's, you, uh, may, maybe at the end of this, maybe, maybe at the end, uh, real quick, do you think there should be like a statute of limitations on murder? Um, like 50 years, let's just say. Who did he murder? Uh, well, he's been, uh, charged as an accessory to murder for people who were killed in the camp he worked at. Yeah, no, I don't think he should. No, there shouldn't be. Uh, I don't think that he should be arrested for it. I think that he was doing a job that he had to do. Or else he would have fucking gotten killed himself. Hey, I mean, that would be a good defense. I think. I, I think I think that, like, if we find out that there was a very young person that worked, uh, did that, but then they got hired on um, to work for NASA because. A Nazi working for NASA, that would never happen. Right. So we went, uh, I mean, so you, you take these Nazis, and I believe it was Operation Paperclip, and then that's what becomes NASA. Mm-hmm. And we gave them houses and jobs, and they got all kinds of fucking money. Houses. Yeah. They got all kinds of money to, uh, you y- you know, to, to fucking do, you know, to start NASA. And it's like they, oh, because so, so long as you're helping us, then it's okay. I mean, these are people that did way fucking worse than this guy who was just a guard, right? Yeah. 
I, I think those scientists and shit that were working for now, they were, probably would have been killed, too. But I'm just saying is like it's it's like. If they were just some scientists that were like, we I was just a scientist, I was just doing what I was fucking told. Like, I didn't want to do it. I, I was just doing what I was told. I think that if we look at that and, and it's like, all right, you just fucking whatever. But we gave these guys money. We put them up. We took care of them. Because they were doing shit for us. You know, like. They got rewarded. Those people that caused more fucking damage. That actually, you know, like, I don't know what, what he did other than he was just a guard. Oh, maybe he was fucking awful. That's what I'm saying. Like, I want to hear that. I want to hear like what I want to know what he did. Maybe he was, you know, you want to know if he was a good Nazi or a bad Nazi. But see, the joke there is to say that all Nazis are bad. And that's not it's like saying all police are bad. There are people that had to do what? What are you not picking up about? There are people that had to do this shit. I, I'm or, aware of this. Or yeah. else they would have gotten fucking no, killed. I'm, I'm aware. So of what do you do then? What do you what do you do? Say, I'm going to make the stand and get killed for. I don't know. Nah, fuck you. I'll. I'll, I'll Jackson Wells says he's going to be a Nazi. Jackson says he's good Nazis. Uh, I'm just saying that I would have. Uh, what percentage of the Nazis do you think were good? That's a stupid fucking question. You know, that's a stupid question. Um, uh, it's a stupid. Hey, hey, when I just said it's a stupid question. I'm going to leave it with, it's a stupid fucking question. So more than five. Less than five. I think you think all Nazis are good, but just want to keep asking me stupid questions for some reason. And that N, 98-year-old, typo, a 98-year-old German citizen whose name has not been released is facing accessory to murder charges stemming from his role as a guard at the Sachsenhausen, we're going to go with? Sure. Concentration camp in the mid-1940s. Sachsenhausen? A statement by prosecutors accuses the man of, quote, having supported the cruel and malicious killing of thousands of prisoners as a member of the SS guard detail. The man is charged with 3,330 counts of being an accessory to murder though he is being tried under juvenile law, which is not, nothing about World War II is really funny, but the fact that a 98-year-old guy is being charged as a juvenile is kind of funny. I, uh, I, I also think it's kind of funny that he's charged with 3,300 counts as if he oversaw 3,300 people. He probably never even came across 3,000 fucking people himself being the amount of time he worked there that's why i find it to be ridiculous it's probably like the estimated people who came in and out of the the place at the time it's probably like hans get the fuck over there you're doing this job or or i'm gonna murder your fucking family okay and then you know there's gonna be people because they're stupid these people are just stupid people Uh, i'm gonna put it up there what am i gonna do alienate somebody you're a fucking moron if you think that this guy was gonna go out and be a fucking hero if you think that one, he probably thought because he's being raised like that, he's probably thinking it's like, yeah, I do think a lot, of, not every German, obviously, but I think a lot of Germans at the time probably did buy it. Do you know how many fucking people in the set? Don't give me a fucking number, but there are, I'll say it this way. There are lots of people in the South, right? Mm-hmm. That grow up 
thinking that their way is the right way and everybody else is wrong and all that. They grow up like that. I mean, it's it's brainwashing. We brainwash. Everybody's brainwashed. You know, you're, you're brainwashed in, in Philly to think that Philly is a better city than New York. You're brainwashed in New York to think you're a better city than Philly. You're you know, we think in the Northeast, we're better than the South and Midwest and everywhere else. We think that we're the best part of America. Um, you know, the Midwest thinks that they're better than the South, but definitely better than the, the East Coast. East Coast is better than the West Coast. It's I just think that that people grow up thinking they're right. And this kid, young guy, probably thought that he was doing the right thing. Also, probably didn't have a fucking choice. And that's where I'm going. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I know people. this is what I'm saying is people don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt because of all the other atrocities and because of the people that did know, you know, what was going on, that did know right from wrong. Yeah. And then it's also like when you when you say something like that, you're going to have that, that small group of people like, oh, so you're defending Nazis. Yes, now. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so in a, on, an October 2022 psychiatric evaluation of the man yeah. determined that he was mentally able to stand trial, quote, at least partially. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh, he's, he's kind of competent he's mentally there. to stand trial. Yeah, when he, he kind of understands what he's being put on trial for. <laughs> Uh, this is the latest in a string of what are thought to be the final criminal proceedings against accused Nazis, as very few remain, and uh, all of them are in their 90s or older. Yeah. Last July, 101-year-old Joseph Schutz was the oldest former Nazi ever prosecuted, <laughs> excuse me, uh, convicted of murdering over 3,500 Jews, minorities, and political prisoners at Sachsenhausen. Yeah. Uh, Schutz was sentenced to five years in prison but was appealing his sentence and hadn't served prison time when he passed on April 12th of this year, 2023. The recent prosecutions were made possible by changes in German law about a decade ago that allowed for people to be charged as an accessory to murder without direct evidence that they were directly involved in a specific killing. Now, let, let, me, let me touch on something real quick. I also want to make this very, very clear, and don't skip over this part. I'm losing zero amount of sleep over these men going to jail. I'm just saying that there is a chance that these guys had to do this and that they live these fucking full lives, raise kids, grandkids, so, you know, so on. And, you know, great grandkids. And uh, and then they, they go to jail over something that they had to do or they would have fucking died. It's possible. Yeah. There are and there's also possible. It is also possible that they are scumbag murderer piece of shits, pieces of shit, yeah. uh, pieces of shits, piece of shits. I like piece of shits, P pizza shits. That, no, those are the, the fascists in Italy. They were right. allied They're, Yeah. Um, and uh, fuck, man. It's like so. So that makes me go at the, at the same time. I'm just saying I wouldn't have arrested them. It's kind of like apt pupil, right? Like, I think that if I knew that there's this old guy and I found out he was a Nazi and I would just look at it like, well, what, what's he been up to for the last 70 something years? You know, has he lived as a model fucking is it killing anybody? I don't know. Maybe he is. But from what I know, he's not. A, I probably would leave it. I would probably leave it alone. That's what I would probably do. I'd probably leave it. I probably wouldn't waste any money or time or whatever arresting this person. You're just filling up, uh, filling up another cell over. So, you know, this guy's not going to be fucking causing it. But people think they're like, no, we have to do this to make amends or whatever. 
It's, it's not going to bring anybody back. It's not going to really make anybody feel better. Well, some people will. So may, maybe that's what I, I'm also not losing sleep. So fuck it. You know, it's it's kind of like a part of me is kind of like, what the fuck? Are you, what are you doing? You're wasting time. Also, another part of me is like, but but he was a Nazi. So I guess, you know, I just I feel bad that if I do feel bad that if he was put or any of them were put in positions where they had to do it. Because we don't really see that here unless it's a uh, draft. Yeah. And when was la- what was our last draft? Vietnam. V- was it yeah. Vietnam? So think about that. Think about people that had to go over and kill. Or but see, we didn't we didn't kill people. That's no, it. we just yeah, they went to jail. They went to jail. We or, didn't actually or Canada. No, America's but, no, jail. No, but we didn't No, we didn't send them there. We sent them to jail. Yeah. Or that was it. Or they yeah, they fled. We didn't no, no, I'm talking about us sending them. Right. Our, our punishment to them. Mm-hmm. Our punishment was imprisonment. Not bulleting your head right and that's what the fucking nazis were doing we know that we we know that they were fucking killing people i don't know how many nazis refused and just they were like oh all right you know he doesn't want to do it so oh okay yeah, we'll, we'll find someone else all right thanks i don't know that that was a thing but mm-hmm. all right good uh, others prosecute under the new law included former nazi death camp guard oscar graining dubbed the accountant of auschwitz in 2015, Groening was convicted as an accessory to the murder of 300,000 victims and was sentenced to four years in prison. Oh, he's not. In the grand scheme of things, for 300,000 murders, four years ain't so bad. That's getting off kind of light, isn't it? Uh, yeah. However, again, Groening died in March of 2018 before ever starting the service sentence. That seems to be the... That seems to be the... And I don't think... I don't know how quickly they're accelerating these appeals processes. I think it's more about naming and shaming these people and then it was actually putting them behind bars yeah but that but but even even if they were like even if one of them came out and was like i was a kid i was just like if they if that was their defense like i was just doing what people have this thing of looking at like they had that this was always wrong this and, and yeah things were always bad if you look at things from now like if you look through 2023 glasses if you look, whatever. Um, what was I just looking at? It had nothing to do with like murder or anything that bad, but I think it was like, um, I think it was like somebody dating somebody or something like that. And it was like, that's disgusting. It was like, yeah, but it wasn't really seen as disgusting then. So, yeah. it was, you know what I mean? And they were like, no, it was always just, dis- it's like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't always disgusting. Just because you think that, like, like, uh, Oh, was it? I don't remember exactly what it was, but there's so many stories of like, you see, like Elvis was dating somebody when they were. Yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis, infamously. His 13 year old yeah. cousin. Edgar Allan Poe, his 13 year old cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of that shit was seen as weird, but uh, it, it, but acceptable a lot. At some point, it starts getting to the point where yeah, you're 14, like. 14, because then they're old hags. No, but at some point, there there's like. It stops being the, acceptable. At some point, it became like, no, this is this is just not acceptable at all. And then there became a time where we started going, it was never acceptable. It's like, but it was. <laughs> it literally was. Yeah, because people are confusing acceptable with morally right by our standards. It, exactly it. That's exactly it. 
yeah, what what's morally right to us is didn't factor in back then. Uh, you know, this is why you see so many underage because I don't know that there was underage then because you have to have a, a you have to have an age limit set for there to be underage. I don't know if in you know 2000 years ago in the Middle East, when nine year olds were being married, that there was an age limit on that shit. Right. I, I don't I don't know. But anyway, uh, we ready to get into the meat and potatoes? Yeah, it's time for the main course, which again is going to look at one of the most infamous fractures within the proverbial blue wall, that brotherhood and sisterhood of police and their long held tradition of looking after one another and having each other's backs. Hey, w- w- one thing on that last, uh, you kept mentioning Oscar Graining. No relation to uh, Matt. I it? believe Matt Grainig. I don't believe this. Oh, I think, it's, I think it could be. It could be just a change in the name. But I think the guy from The Simpsons is Grainig. G r o e n i g. It's kind of like Kurt Hennig and and Doug Henning. Yeah. Yeah, but people will say Kurt Henning. Oh yeah, everybody. I always thought it was Henning. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. So maybe because those names are probably very related. Um. But could be. who knows? Could be. I'm sure they're both German. I'm sure they're both very German names. So, uh, so this, this, we, everybody knows about the blue wall, the blue line, cops looking out for cops. There being that brotherhood, uh, and that tradition was put to the test by one of their own who was exiled about ten years ago. Christopher Dorner was born on June fourth, nineteen seventy nine. Though born in New York, he was raised in Los Angeles, uh, living in many places throughout the city growing up. And then he moved on to Southern Utah University, where he played college football as a backup running back. He graduated there in 2001 with a bachelor's degree in political science with a minor in psychology. Uh, university spokesperson Neil Gardner remembered Dorner as polite, friendly, and hardworking. Some teammates, however, recalled Dorner suggesting that he was being discriminated against by coaches whom he felt unfairly singled him out and accused some of them of racism. Uh, Dorner was a black man. However, some recalled Dorner's behavior in college differently, including his friend and teammate, James Yucera, who would later become an attorney in Salem, Oregon. He was a typical guy, Yucera said, stating that the two would go rabbit hunting and have debates on racism in the United States that Yucera described as friendly. Uh, Nothing about him struck me as violent or irrational in any way, Yucera said. He was opinionated, but always seemed level-headed. So yeah, he was like, yeah, this guy had his opinions, especially about race, but he was always level-headed about it. After college, oh, we're going to say something there? Yeah, I think what, it's so weird because I, I, I think about race when things like this come up and just other things I try not, because we had this conversation before. You're like, how often do you think about race? And I'm like, um, it's weird because it's like on my own, just unprompted. Like, I really don't. Unless something does come up and it's funny, uh, Shane Gillis, the comedian, he has a a special that just came out. And one of the things he talks about is, and he brings up, and he makes a joke about going like, oh, there's too many black guys in that commercial. And I start laughing because I'm like, man, that sounds like me. (laughs) I'm like, Chris Rock had a joke about it, too. It's like, there was like a, he's like, there's a commercial where like, it was an Asian woman and a butterfly or something like that. But no, my my thing with that is because I'm like, I just. I, I notice things. I'm like, what? why are they doing that for whatever? Like, I just, I guess, because I always look at the percentage of people versus, you know, 
uh, percentage, like how it's represented in commercials. And it's like, if we just saw, if we saw commercials and it's just nothing but people with spina bifida, we would be like, what is going on? Why are there so many people with spina bifida? And now, so, you know, somebody's going to go, oh, so you compare black people to people with spina bifida. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, I do look at things like that, but. People with spina bifida? You yeah. Look at that? Yeah. Um, I just, I, I do think about it, and but I, I do try to think about, I try to be level-headed. Um, I'm, I'm extremely opinionated. I just also don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be one of those guys that that's like people put out. Don't be racist, okay? And then a black person goes, "All white people are awful." And then I keep seeing that repeated in in all these different comments. And I'm just like, "Hey, how come when we see uh, a white person do something just not even nearly as bad, we call them out and we go crazy?" But Yet all this stuff just seems to fly under the radar. And, and it's because we know that people say that black people can't be racist and it's the punching up versus punching down. We just need to accept it. And I don't like that. I don't like that. And I'm very opinionated and I'm never going to like that. And I've criticized Black Lives Matter, which is where we were called racist on the show. I believe that's why we were called racist. Do you remember that? I remember being called racist. I don't remember why. I think it was because I criticized Black Lives Matter. Um... Uh, you know, I, I I think it's important to talk about race. I think it's important to have dialogue and to come to an understanding or whatever. And so I, I totally get this and I like that. I like that there's, you know, but I also start to put myself in when somebody says, oh, what does level headed mean? You know, he was always opinionated, but he seemed level headed. Oh, as opposed to him being. And I could just see it getting out of hand, and yeah, as opposed to getting like, I know super what, angry. And, I know what it is, yeah. but then it's like, oh, so this is what you know. This is how white people want black people to act. It's like I just think this is how people should act. <laughs> I think people should try to be level headed, you know. Uh, yeah, like the whole. I don't know. It's I, I just I can see this line because this is said by the white guy, right? Yeah. He was opinionated, but always seemed level-headed. I think that I can see somebody thinking that statement is inherently racist. Oh, yeah. Well, literally any statement is going to be construed as racist by somebody. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm looking at That's why I left. I'm like, I, yeah, I can see that being racist. Anyway, after college, Dorner joined the Navy Reserve, where he would train as a sniper and rise to the rank of lieutenant before his honorable discharge in early 2013. In 2005, while in the reserve, Dorner joined the LAPD, uh, the Los Angeles Police Department, completing his training in the, uh, the following year. The next step in his progression would be an assignment with a training officer, Teresa Evans. And Teresa Evans is white. Uh, it would also prove to be Dorner's last step in his policing career. The incident that would bring about Dorner's end in more ways than one happened in San Pedro, California in 2007, when Evans and Dorner were called to a hotel to address reports of a man causing a disturbance in the lobby. The man, reportedly suffering from schizophrenia, was sitting outside when the officers arrived, and the decision was ultimately made to arrest him. The man resisted, but was forced to the ground by a combination of Dorner's strength and Evans's taser. <laughs> strength of a Dorner, taser of an Evans. Uh, the incident came and went. But Dorner approached a sergeant a few weeks later to report seeing Evans kick the arrested man in the head 
after he had been subdued and handcuffed. Investigations ensued, but evidence was scarce. Hotel employees didn't back up the claim, and the fact that Dorner waited so long to make his accusation didn't help his cause. You're like, well, if she did that, why didn't you say something sooner, basically? Mm. Uh, Not only was Evans cleared, but Dorner was found guilty of making untrue statements against a superior officer and was fired in 2008. They determined Dorner had tried to discredit Evans out of fear of a negative evaluation. Feeling like he was a victim of injustice, Dorner appealed the decision as fervently as he could, but a series of appeals ended in 2011 with Dorner being denied each and every time. Dorner's representative in these hearings was Randall Kwan, a captain, if we're going to call out everybody's race, Randall Kwan, Asian. A captain in in the LAPD who later moved on to practicing law. Kwan called Dorner's firing very, very ugly and told the disciplinary panel responsible for the hearing, quote, this officer wasn't given a fair shake. In fact, what's happening here is this officer is being made a scapegoat. So it was very clear that he thought Dorner was getting railroaded. Uh, despite this... Underground railroaded. There you go. Uh, despite this, Dorner felt that Quan was another cog in the corrupt machine that had underground railroaded him. It would have been better if I didn't have combos in my mouth. It would. But you can't be... You gotta be Snacks and Wells. I am fucking feeling very weird today and feeling like I need to snack. A system Christopher Dorner was growing determined to strike out against, as far as that system that had railroaded him. Randall Kwan's daughter, Monica, was, like Dorner, a collegiate athlete. She played basketball for Long Beach State and Concordia University before moving on to work as an assistant basketball coach at Cal State Fullerton. Athletics brought Monica together with her uh, fellow collegiate athlete, Keith Lawrence, who worked as a campus cop at the University of Southern California, USC. Listen... I'll, I'll do this. You know how, like, when we talk about jobs paying mm-hmm. adequately, we say, like, well, if you look at somebody at, like, Wendy's or whatever, how, like, these people today that are working, they just suck. Uh-huh. These kids today, they're just lousy. And it's like, well, give them incentive. You pay them right, and then they'll probably want to do a better job. I don't think that I could. I told you I before. don't think that specifically is how it works, but I, I guess that's a theory. I mean, for some people, it'll work that way. Some people, like, they call it quiet quitting. They don't like their job, but they need to have a job, so they just do enough to get by. No, I'm talking about giving the people that work there right. a good amount of money to make them want to work. They, you, Their incentive to do a better job is to get paid better, right? Right. That's what you say. Uh, I think if you pay better, you'll attract better clients or better uh, candidates for your job, for one thing. I mean, that that I will agree with. Yes, I will agree with that. But I think that there's also a stigma to saying you work for McDonald's yeah. or Dunkin' or something like that. Like, even on dating sites, I'll look at it and I'll, and I'll be like, uh, it'll be like, oh, I, I work at fucking, I don't know, Waffle House or Denny's. And I'm like, I already know the quality of this person just by reading that. I could never. You have to date somebody with a high prestige. No, it's just that I, I think... There's something about it's the stigma. It's the stigma that I see that they're working out. You could be like, yeah, but they have a job. I'm like, yeah, but uh, it's not a good enough job. It's not. It's not a good enough because you set the bar very low for yourself. And I think that that's what it is. If you're if you're 15, 16, 20 years old, you're working at Duncan or whatever. All right, I get it. You're 35 years old. You're working at Duncan. If you're not the fucking manager, then. 
I guess this is what America is taught, you know, is how we're raised. You kind of fucking failed in life, didn't you? Or you're trying to get somewhere. Like a lot of people are doing that because they're in between jobs. They lost a job. But like, this is they, no. At some point, you got to swallow not, your pride I'm not, I'm not, and, and survive. I'm, I'm not saying Brian. What Brian's thought is, I'm talking about the typical American. Yeah, there's a stigma against. Okay, that's what I'm. Especially fast food jobs. Right. Yes. So my point is, is that a big part of it was the incentive is that if you get paid well enough. That they'll do their, they, you'll attract somebody, or that they'll do their job better. Like, what, 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 what's a typical pay? At, like Wendy's? I don't know. Now, nowadays, probably $12, 15 bucks an hour. Like a lot, a lot of them are up that high now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so if you paid them twenty five bucks an hour, do you think that you think if they start paying twenty five bucks an hour to everybody working at Wendy's, that would probably be like one Wendy's, one Wendy's, everybody gets twenty five bucks or more. Do you think that that Wendy's would operate better than all the other Wendy's around? Yes, I do. You do? Uh-huh. You think so? So you think that that is the incentive? Uh, in that specific case, yes. Well, the incentive for this show is once people start fucking emailing us, I'll stop fucking eating on the show and I'll do a better job. I need incentive. I need incentive. I need to, I need to make sure that I'm getting something in return out of... Because I, you know, you could say, well, maybe if you were doing a good job, then people would. Yeah, but uh, I want to do a good job. Isn't that the argument, though, for people at at Wendy's is like, you do a good fucking job and then we'll want to give you more money. That's people see it. That That would work if that's the way most places of business work, where people who did a good (laughs) job got rewarded for it. But most places don't. I, I I can understand both. I totally understand both sides. I'm just saying for this. Look, man, you know, just start. Buy us a cup of coffee or a robot or whatever the fuck. I don't even know if we have that thing anymore. Uh, PayPal us some shit. Give me money, you know, and I will stop fucking chomping in your ear as we're doing the show. I will do because I know that I could be. Look, if this was a professional show, if this was something that we got hired to do. Like serious or something like that, serious XM. I wouldn't be sitting here snacking all the time, you know? You'd be sitting somewhere else snacking all the time in a yeah. studio. In a different st- yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd be over there. I'd be snacking in another place. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't snack. I would I I would really, really try because I'd probably be getting paid and I'd be like, I don't wanna So the financial incentive would help you do a better job. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we're That's what we I figured said. this one out. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's hundred percent I said I can see both sides. Yeah, I mean, certain people just aren't going to have a maturity level or, like, no matter what. Like, no matter how high paying the job is, no matter how much they need the job, they're just not going to have that maturity level to apply themselves. Where then there's going to be people who are going to do a good job no matter what they're being paid because it's their job. Yeah. But then you're going to have people who are like, uh, like, I, I know people who have worked, I've worked with who have felt like I've busted my ass for years. I've gotten no reward for it, no raise, no nothing. Why would I try so hard? That's that's yeah. usually where it comes. It usually comes where you can... It, it's not so much that you're going to all of a sudden turn a, a bad employee into a good one by some kind of financial incentive, but no, I, I, having I, some kind of reward for good work will yeah. keep good workers around. Absolutely. Because I've been in that position. I've been in that position at a few jobs where it's like, 
Well, I bust my ass and I've not seen anything for it, so what's the point of busting my ass? Because you might get fired if you don't keep busting your ass. But I know I can go 80% speed and still be one of the best. Why would I go 100%? Um, because it's that whole playing that this guy was a good... Because they're, they're the people that usually make it to the top. Those obedient workers. That, no, they're not. They're the ones who get more work. The, pe- the, the I don't ones know. who got to play I, the I, game I, are the yeah, ones who go to the I, top. I disagree with that. Okay. We'll have to agree to disagree. Because I think I think those people that, that do play the game... And I think that they that they go further. That's my that's my. That, that's what I just said. Well, I just said that playing the game is like knowing the right people to like like buddy up to. And th- no, I mean, ju- ju- I meant just being that obedient. Like, no, no, I'm, no. I'm talking about putting that, it- that person gets rewarded with more work for the same pay. I think if they're dumb, they do. What do you mean if they're dumb? Like there are people that will just do everything, but don't try i think it's a mixture of both like where they're doing 100 mm-hmm. percent. like do you do you do 100 percent or 80 percent? i try my best and it actually has worked out for me now okay so. it actually has worked out for me now but it was years and years and years in different jobs where it didn't work but you didn't stay you know what was the longest you had st- like stayed at a job where you were doing that where five you years could, that, that's long as you stayed at one job yeah and, and, it, and it took me five years, a little, yeah, about five years to to get bumped up at the job I'm at now. Where was uh, where was the other job? Um, when I lived in New Jersey. Oh, in Jersey. Okay. Yeah. And they gave me extra responsibilities. I got responsibilities out the ass. Right. I never got extra money. Never got extra money for it. Yeah. Right. And that sucks. That does suck. Yeah. And, and, if you... and, and that was the job where I learned. Yeah. Your employers are out to fucking screw you. That's where I learned it. And it's it's always the truth. But but. How do we know that that is for other jobs? How do we know it's not just because that job? Their job is to make money, and they're going to do whatever they can to make money. But and what if there's better out- employers? Out? So now you're saying employers? You should just say employers at well, yeah, that particular job. There's going to be a range of different outcomes, <clears throat> but I think by and large, most employers are out for themselves, I, I, not out for the betterment of their employees. I mean, uh, it's kind of the nature of business. It's the nature of capital. I don't know that though. I don't know that. I know that by because you're saying it, but I don't know that that's the truth. I you know. I'm not out in the fucking workforce like that. I don't know, man. I, I have no idea how these places operate. I don't read studies. I don't read fucking whatever. I don't I don't know what like I don't know how how easy it is or or not to, you know, climb the ladder of success in places, because if that's the thing, if it's if it's one of these like I've been here for, you know, whatever fucking like, like, there's a lady uh, at the pharmacy. She was like, yeah, I've been here for 44. In December, it'll be 44 years. Now, I do look at that and go, and you're still here? Yeah. 44 years? You did not climb. You did not want to climb the ladder or you couldn't climb the ladder. It's one or the other. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I think that there was, it was just smart enough to stay here right but not smart enough to be like you should be working a fucking corporate dude yeah 44 years don't you think that she should be in a better unless she just really likes that because there are people that are like no i turned down these well yeah yeah and and a lot of time and a lot of companies now or some companies will try to reward people for a job they're good at rather than trying to move them a new job because there's there's this whole thing called the peter principle 
And it's this idea that within a corporate structure, eventually, like, somebody will be promoted to the level of their own incompetence. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so good at this thing, they're going to do, you're going to give them a, a higher up job that's not exactly the same thing. And maybe they're not as good at it. But they're good enough, so they get promoted again and right. eventually get promoted into a position they're not really suited for. Mm. And they got there by doing a great job, but you put them in a position to not do a good job because they don't have the skills for that specific job. Where the, the argument for that is it's better to just reward people for doing something like that they're really good at. If you're like the best pharmacist in the world, you should probably get paid more than other pharmacists, where usually no is like, well, no, we have a scale for pharmacists, and this is what a pharmacist makes in this company. But but not not just that, but I think that it would be like, all right, so n- now you should be overseeing. What if they're what if they don't have good management skills? What if they're a great pharmacist but a bad manager? Well, that's why you don't. That's why you get stuck in that job. Yeah, yeah. that's why you don't do anything right. else. Yeah. So anyway, um, this all came from uh, Randall Kwan's daughter Monica. And uh, Keith Lawrence, the campus cop at the University of Southern California, who had fallen for one another and were engaged by 2013. Uh, however, the wedding would never come to pass as the two were gunned down in the uh, their parked car at the top of an Irvine, California garage. Mm. A prior Facebook post warning the Quans of consequences for Dorner's firing made him a prime suspect. As it turned out, there wouldn't be much police work required to solve the case as Dorner released a lengthy manifesto on social media. So he's mad that he got fired. So he shot the daughter of the guy that defended him and her fiance. What? Yeah. I think something broke in his head. I think is the I, point here. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know most of you who personally know me are in disbelief to hear from media reports that I am suspected of committing such horrendous murders and have taken drastic and shocking actions in the last couple of days, said Dorner in this manifesto. You are staying. You are saying to yourself this is completely out of character of the man you knew who always wore a smile wherever he was seen. I know I will be vilified by the LAPD and the media. Unfortunately, this is a necessary evil that I do not enjoy but must partake and complete for substantial change to occur within the LAPD and reclaim my name. The department has not changed since the Rampart and Rodney King days. So okay, it has hold on. Worse. I just want before we finish this. Uh huh. Um, no, this isn't going to get back to him because he. I don't know if he's dead. He's probably. I'm going to guess. He's dead. Let's not get into uh-huh. that part. Uh, but let's just say he he was alive. No, <laughs> this isn't gonna. This yeah. isn't gonna fucking. Uh, you know, put a good spin on your name. This isn't this by isn't, killing two innocent people who had nothing to do with this, yeah. and one of them is related to a cop. Yeah, yeah, you're going to stay vilified and by the a LA, campus cop by the LAPD. Uh, it's not a necessary, but there are necessary evils out there. Like, yeah. like in order for um, for us to get like really good music, a lot of it, you know, or really good comedy, a lot of it comes from pain. The blues comes out of obviously the blues. You know, a lot of uh, you know, just different like Eminem songs. Came from him having a shitty childhood. We got good things out of it. Uh, life to be where we are right now came out of unnecessary evils like rape. I, I've asked you this before. If you could press a button and it would it would just erase all historical rape. Like, yo, excuse me, uh, rape in, in, in the past. Would you hit it? People are going to say, yeah, you've said, yeah, other people I've asked said, yeah. I'm like, but just know that if we did that, we'd probably just cease to exist. Well, yeah, because somewhere along the line, 
We are all products of weed. Yeah, one of our grandparents raped another one of our grandparents. And unfortunately, that's a necessary evil. Necessary for us to get where we are now. Now, if we could push a button that would prevent rape, that's a different story. Now, somebody could say, well, you're possibly preventing. Well, good. I'd rather possibly prevent some somebody that hasn't happened yet rather than knowing you know what has come from bad things and uh so there are necessary evils however this here right here what we're talking about this is not uh a necessary evil this is just evil this is craziness you're you're being vilified because you're being a villain you shot two innocent people in cold blood you dyed your hair black you got a pencil thin mustache and you sold to endeavor that was Vince McMahon, and oh. that's, that's different. Oh. Also a villain, though. He looks like a villain. Yes, he does. Yeah. He looks like he's going to tie somebody to train tracks. That's right. Yeah, like... Uh, Snidely Whiplash. Yes, yeah, Snidely Whiplash, or Dick Dastardly. Yeah. He should be followed around by a... Triple H should just call start calling him Muttley. Yeah. Or Nick Khan could be Muttley. One of them could be Muttley. Well, well, I mean, Triple H has, like, that... The alliteration, like, Peter Perfect, Penelope yeah. Pitstop, Hunter Hearst Hemsley, Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan. John Gina. <laughs> no. Yeah. Alright. Uh to 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 continue the manifesto, uh the department has not changed since the Rampart and Rodney King days. It has gotten worse. The consent decree should never have been lifted. The only things that has evolved from the consent decree, and I'm not sure what that is, I should have looked into that, is those officers involved in the Rampart scandal and Rodney King incidents have since promoted to supervisor, commanders, and command staff in executive positions. The Manifesto later declares unconventional and asymmetrical warfare to those in LAPD uniform, whether on or off duty, you will now live the life of prey. Likely targets like Randall Kwan and Teresa Evans were told to be mobile, living on the road and not returning home while Dorner was at large. All in all, 50 people in and related to law enforcement were provided protection. On February 6th, 2013, three days after Kwan and Lawrence were killed in cold blood, and two days after the release of the manifesto, Dorner was in San Diego, where he tied up an 81-year-old sand dog man and attempted to steal his boat, fleeing when he couldn't get it to start. Did you say, so February 6th was two days after the yeah. release of the manifesto? Yeah. That is five days to the day that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. In 2013? Five days to the day. Five days. Or five years, rather. Yeah. Five years to the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's also the day that I got out of the hospital. I got out of the hospital February 4th, 2018. And that was 25 years to the day my grandmother died. Lots of things happened on February 4th. Maybe that's when we'll do the comeback show. No. All right. (laughs) Maybe it won't be the day we do the comeback show. Other than being restrained, the elderly man was not harmed. Dorner had a firm albeit incredibly warped sense of who was his target and who was not, and did not directly harm those he deemed innocents. Though his two murders of those, uh, to, the, to this point, the murder of uh, Quan and, his, and, and her, her fiancé, certainly showed his definition of, definition of who, and, uh, who was and wasn't innocent was irreparably warped. With Dorner's name and picture now at the center of law enforcement's attention, I didn't, it didn't take long until he was noticed by a man named Lee McDaniel, as both were at a gas station in the wee hours of the morning on February 7th. So this is like technically still February 6th. It's like a little after midnight, like, well, actually like 1, 1.30, something like that. McDaniel flagged down two LAPD officers who tracked down Dorner's gray Nissan Titan. It was like dark gray, almost like a blue. That becomes important later. Uh, and they gave chase on LA's 15 like, freeway. Like a cobalt? 
Probably something like that. Uh, once exiting onto the regular street, Dorner fired out of his window, grazing one of the officers and disabling the police car. With the radio out of range, the officers borrowed a cell phone from a passerby and called in the incident to 911. Thirteen minutes later, Riverside, California police officers Michael Crane and Andrew Takius. I love those things. Uh, that's uh, Takius. Yeah. They were stopped at a red light. Christopher Dorner blew through that red light and fired 13 shots, possibly more, into the police car. This time, it's a direct hit. Michael Crane is completely unresponsive. Andrew Takias cannot move his arms. Uh, Karam Kaud, a taxi driver who was driving nearby, stopped to assist and used the police radio to get medical assistance. That's when they get, like, uh, like that hole in your neck, right? Like a tracheotomy? Yeah, isn't that the guy's last name? Trachius? Takias. Takaya. Probably Takaius, if anything. Takaius <laughs> is probably what it is. Walk with Takaius. Yeah. It's too late for Crane, though. Uh, Takaius suffers two broken arms, and he does have to later have one of his shoulders replaced with an artificial one. Uh, but, but Crane was pronounced dead at the scene. Damage sustained in the ambush leads Takaius to suffer nerve damage as well, and he formally retired from the police force in 2018. Dorner's third murder further expands the manhunt to apprehend him, and with unfortunate consequences. Not too long after this, like, maybe a, like later on that night or that early morning, a truck matching the description of Dorner's is, is reported near Red Beam Avenue in Torrance, California, in the middle of the night. Eight police officers converged on the vehicle, which was spotted in an area close to the home of a police officer named in Dorner's Manifesto, so they were watching this area closely. In response to noticing the slow stop-and-start driving of the car, which was a, um, a dark, bluish-grayish truck, the officers opened fire on it from each direction. A later investigation would find at least 102 shots fired in all. Miraculously, the occupants of the vehicle, 46-year-old Los Angeles Times delivery driver Margie Carranza, and her 71-year-old mother, Emma Hernandez, were not seriously hurt. Hernandez was shot in the back and neck, and Carranza was just grazed, as the erratic fire hit nearby trees and even the kitchen of a neighboring home. My guess is they just uh, my guess is they threw policy out the window and got in trouble. Steve McDonald, a nearby homeowner whose solar panels were damaged in the gunfire, said to NBC News. They're lucky they didn't hit each other because there were bullets flying every which way. The eight officers involved never faced criminal charges, but Hernandez and Carranza did eventually receive a $4.2 million settlement from the city. I still have Nazis on my brain, I guess, because I thought you said eight, off eight officers. No. They ate eight officers? Adolf. Adolf. Adolf Assurs. I-S-S-U-R-S. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, it's like, 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 it's one of those Cuban guys that, mm -hmm. you know how, like, they, for some reason... They'll, they'll take like Russian names yeah. or like German names mm -hmm. or like people like in South America. Yeah. Well, one of those were Nazis. Yeah. Like Hitler. No, it was eight police officers gotcha. who uh, just kind of indiscriminately fired at this truck because they thought it was him. And it wanted to be like a dark blue truck with uh, a newspaper delivery woman and her 72 year old mother. Uh, after a long legal fight, David Perdue was awarded $1.8 million after his black Honda Ridgeline was shot three times about 25 minutes later, a few blocks away, as he was traveling to the ocean to go surfing. North of L.A., 
Dorner's Nissan was found burning a little bit after this in the middle of a nearby snow-covered forest, its axle broken and its cab containing camping gear and rifles. The manhunt for Dorner ultimately settled around the ski town of Big Bear, California, where a lot of vacation homes sat vacant for long stretches even in the winter. Despite high-tech search tools and thousands of tips called into hotlines, Dorner was nowhere to be found, and after three days, some in law enforcement began to wonder if Dorner had escaped or had even died. In actuality, Christopher Dorner had been holed up in Condo 203 of Big Bear's Mountain Vista Resort. His time there had been quiet until the condo's owners, Jim and Karen Reynolds, arrived on the afternoon of February 12th. Dorner confronted them immediately, tying them up and promising not to kill them, a promise he would make good on, he didn't kill them, and stealing their maroon SUV to make his escape. Dorner's unwillingness to kill those he deemed innocent would bring this ordeal to an end, but not before more innocent blood would be shed. Karen Reynolds freed herself and was able to call 911 within 20 minutes. Less than 20 minutes after the call, the maroon SUV was spotted by the local sheriff's department and fish and game officers. Dorner would crash into a snowbank and carjack another motorist in a wild chase that was straight out of a Grand Theft Auto game. Eventually, Dorner abandoned the new vehicle, a white Dodge pickup, and holed up in a nearby cabin, firing on approaching officers who didn't know his exact position. These shots hit Officer Alex Collins and Detective Jeremiah McKay, killing McKay. The standoff lasted for several hours, with Dorner using green smoke grenades he had somehow procured a little before 4 p.m. Not long after that, police commanders at the scene decided to use pyrotechnic tear gas, colloquially known as burner tear gas, as a small explosion that propels the gas more than normal can sometimes cause fires. And this deployment of burners did just that. While police expected the fires to force Dorner out of the cabin, he never emerged. Instead, a, close, a single gunshot was heard they, uh, that was later followed by more explosions as ammunition that was being stored in the cabin began to explode as the fire spread. Once the fire subsided, charred human remains were found in the cabin, and a few days uh, later, shortly after Michael Crane's funeral, dental records identified the remains as belonging to Christopher Dorner. Hmm. So that's the ending of uh, his war against the LAPD. Or he pulled his fucking teeth out. Yeah, he could do that, yeah. And he got a fucking corpse. Yeah, he, he staged that. Yeah, he was there for three days. He could have, yeah, maybe he got away with it. Yeah, you never know. You never fucking know. But it's time for me to hurry up and run away. Nope, it's time to do this maybe one more time. It's time for another game of Who Died the Worst. That's right, everybody. It's time for your favorite game and mine. Who died the worst? Mm -hmm. It's not who died the funniest. Nope. It's well, not who died the... F well, it could be. Could be. It could be who died the first. But that's not the name of the game, because you know what the name of the game is, right? Yeah, I, I think it's called... Uh... Who died the worst? Who died the worst. That's yeah, it. that's it. That's it. Do you know how it works? Yeah. How does it work? Well, you tell me. I'm going to give you, Jackson that's Wells, me. three deaths. Yeah. You're going to tell me which of these three died the worst that's correct yeah, death number one mm -hmm. takes us to new york city new york city 
where a man, Ryan Furtado. Fake name. A 32-year-old man was found. I call him Nelly. He was found dead by police in his downtown Brooklyn apartment. Because somebody thought he was a bird and he tried to fly away. And then Um, they shot him. He tried to ride a a bike and it didn't work out well for him. (laughs) Oh, Ryan. It was a stationary bike, though. Um, well, that's probably why it, it's... Are you are you familiar with the Peloton? Yeah. So he was a Peloton owner. So he probably had a good bit of money because those things are fucking expensive. Oh, I think I actually just... Did his mom say something about this recently? I believe so. Okay, because I did see a woman saying something about her son and yeah. Peloton. I didn't read anything other than... So he he's riding his Peloton, and I guess there's something with the Peloton where you do these things called core workouts, where you get off the bike and you do exercises on the floor. If I'm paying so much for that fucking exercise bike, I'm going to want to use that the whole time. But that's, that's just me. Right. Um, so Ryan was on the floor doing these core exercises. And when he was rising from those exercises, he tried to use the Peloton, the bike itself, to help him get up, to help him get back to his feet. And according to his mother, the bike spun around and impacted him on his neck and face Ah. severing his carotid artery in his neck and killing him. That's no good. Well, yeah, it's no good at all. Death number so one yeah. is you're you're doing some exercises by your Peloton, and you try to use the Peloton to help yourself get back up afterward, and it tips over and cuts your, your carotid artery. Yeah. You had like a Peloton of stuff on your neck. Yeah. Death number two. Number two. Takes us a little north to Massachusetts. You probably, I'm going to guess you heard about this one. Yeah, I've heard of Massachusetts. It's, yeah. They, uh, it, it was instrumental in uh, forming the country. Yeah. As Not, a, yeah. I mean, obviously the land was here, but I mean the country yeah. as a whole. Um, yeah, Beantown. Yeah, I know, Bean, I know of Beantown. That's, 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 they have a very, have a very funny accent. Like if, uh, Beantown if there, is a city. Like if there was a lady who was like talking to her son, Bobby, like if her name was like, Ethel, yeah. and she had a son, Bobby. She would say, "Bobby, the horror, the horror, Bobby." We are, we are, we really are having celebrity guests on this episode, aren't we? The horror. So, are you familiar at all with the Pocky One Chip Challenge? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I am actually. Well, it's been pulled from store shelves, and this is why. Are you serious? Yes, uh, because a fourteen-year-old boy. Harris Willoba died. I call him Ginkgo. Ginkgo Willoba? <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't help him here. He took that one chip challenge, ate a uh, especially spicy tortilla chip, uh, which has some of the spiciest spices in all of Spicedom. So, like like ghost pepper? Ghost peppers, yeah. uh, Maruga scorpions or something like that. Yeah. Maruga salt. Yeah. Um, Luscious Jackson. Maruga, Maruga pepper. Yeah. Well, you can't fight the seether, and 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 Bot Harris hole. Harris couldn't fight the seether. And Be- his, he had butthole surfers, butthole burning. Yeah, so say you're you're gonna put your butthole in some water, maybe not salt water, if you eat one of these chips. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Harris's cause of death has yet to be determined, uh, but his relatives fear the complications from eating the extremely spicy tortilla chip killed him. Okay, no, <laughs> I'm just gonna say no. Um, but maybe, all right, may- maybe, okay, maybe, maybe he had something to, here's the thing. I don't, I, I've never heard of anybody else having an issue with this chip, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe there was some like pre-existing condition, like an ulcer or something. 
and the chip exacerbated, but that's not the chip's fault, right? Mm-hmm. There should be warnings on there and maybe f- like, don't eat this, uh, you know, unless you're a certain age or whatever. Uh, so what are we going to do? Like, uh, did they do a toxicology report? They're doing an autopsy, but I believe results are still pending. This is fairly recent. Yeah. Um, I just, I've never heard of a- any spicy thing killing somebody like that or or ever, really. Uh, I'm just going to say no. I'm going to go right off the bat and say, nah, it's probably probably something else. All right. Um, that's what I'm going to think. I'm going to think it's something else. Yeah, it'll likely, uh, this is from September 1st, it'll likely take weeks before the cause of death is determined. Right. Uh, but the chips manufacturer asked retailers to stop selling the product. I mean, and that's fair. That's, 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 uh, so they're the ones that, yeah. that said it wasn't stores were pulling them off. Right. Okay. Uh, just some other things. Atten- uh, six children at a, an elementary school in, um, I believe, West Palm Beach needed medical attention after coming to a contact with a chip. Okay. Um, well, now. And th- th- there is a lot of labels like for adults only, like warnings and things like that. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and there's rumors, and I can't find anything that that, that um, there's rumors that I can't find uh, can't substantiate here that he may have eaten more than one of them, like may have eaten a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, but but again, it's autopsy pending. But his family, you know, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be. This is how no nobody ever wants to be a dummy, right? Nobody wants to be seen as a dummy or whatever. But when you when you stumble and you couldn't come to the word, and I, and I was just gonna just go, I was just gonna just go, yeah, I was just gonna go like su- substantiate. And then you're like kind of stumbled around and then you, you got there. Yeah. And then after you said it, I go in my head. I, I'm like, oh, I should have said substantiate. I should have said it. <sighs> now they'll all think I'm dumb. Again. So our last uh, our last death takes us to the seas off of the south of Ukraine. Uh, the village of Ed Kramaki. Egg chromosome. Chermamorka. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Mindian Chermamorka. Yeah. In the Mayokolayev <laughs> region. <where laughs> my he, uncle, this is my uncle. It's my uncle Lyev. Uh, where a 36-year-old resident was swimming in the sea. Uh, he ignored some warning signs and went for a swim in the sea. Uh, where he was blown up by a Ukrainian sea mine. Which I guess is there to prevent Russian forces from invading. Oh. <laughs> huh. So that's step number three. You're swimming. You're ignoring the warning signs to say, don't swim. There's mines in the water. Okay. And you get blown up by one of those mines. Okay. So death number one is the Peloton. Yeah. Death number two is the Pocky fucking death chip. Yep. Uh, and then... Death uh, number three is... Three is the sea line. I mean, sea mine. Yeah. Um... Okay, so I ask you, you Jackson Wells. Can we get one more time to do this? Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe. I ask you, Jackson Wells, who died the worst? Right off the bat, I'm going to eliminate number three. <laughs> Why? Because you don't go swimming with sea lions sea or mines. sea mines sea. or sea monsters yeah. or sea monkeys. Or you, you, no, you can swim with them; they're yeah. safe. My uh, my aunt actually worked for Laramie. Uh, which was the, the tobacco co- company on the Simpsons? Is that what it was called? Yeah, they had Laramie cigarettes. Yeah, no, Laramie was the company that uh, put out Super Soakers, and 
uh, Sea Monkeys at some point. Sea Monkeys existed before Laramie, but uh, I, I believe they got the rights to it, and mm-hmm. they're the ones that put it out. Yeah, they put out Super Soaker and all this other stuff. And um, uh, I was able to fucking get Sea Monkeys like all the time. Uh, and I would tell people that I got super soakers because my aunt worked for Laramie, but that's not the truth. I was working them. Um, but they're very safe to swim with because I used to take my sea monkeys. I didn't. I took them in a bathtub. That is true. I did take my sea monkeys in the bathtub, not in a swimming pool. So, so it's safe for you, but not so much for them because it would go down the drain. Yeah, though they're just not actual monkeys there was some kind of brine shrimp yeah shrimp yeah so anyway uh so number three uh, is going to be eliminated first now it's down to the the, the pella uh peloton peloton dude and the death chip the kid with the death chip this is a tough one this is a tough one but i think I'm going to go with a Peloton. The Peloton. Yeah. Now, I want to go with the kid because it's a kid and all this stuff, you know. But it just seems unlikely that it's just the hot chip that killed him. Unless there was some other. If there is another thing, I'll have to come back. No, I can't do a dusty finish. <laughs> mm. Um, If there was like some drugs in the system, like, is it bad? Does it suck either way? It does. Um, if there was like, if you had like some kind of ulcer or something like that, and it eating the chip exacerbated that, and then he gets unalived from the chip, that that would really suck. But something tells me there's more than just a chip to kill them. Uh, but there's also warnings on that. You're not supposed to, yeah. right? Like, right. where were, were the parents not overseeing? I mean, it's still bad either way. But the Peloton thing. Who do you hear fucking dying from a Peloton? I mean, who do you hear about dying from the chip? So there's that. Yeah. I just feel that the one is a little more. Oh, I feel it's a worse way to die. I don't know. How can it hit in the head with the next? If you genuinely, I'm, I'm sure like it was painful to die by eating a chip. It's probably more painful. Like if your carotid severed, you're probably just going to go to sleep. That's true. Blood. That's true. But how do you die the other way? How do you die from eating that chip? Probably intense stomach pain. Who knows what happened? Maybe you gave him a heart attack. Again, pending the autopsy. Now we have to come back so we can get the right. results of the no, autopsy. You know what? I'll just say it now. Fuck it. Dusty finish right now. Okay, so number two. Number three. <laughs> C-Mine guy? Yeah. All right. Fuck it. Fuck the other two. <laughs> All right. C-Mine guy. C-Mine guy Comes wins. Comes from behind. Yeah. First time in history that we've done this. Yeah. What a monumental. Who does? Wait, what's this? Monumental. I see somebody in the distance limping toward us <laughs> with a briefcase, cashing in the money in the bank. It's the patron saint of who died the worst. The John murder, Baptiste Lully. Murder in the bank. <laughs> yeah, the murder in the bank. Uh, the murder in the bank. What's a good murder thing? Du- uh, uh, um, what's it called? The fucking du- du- duffel bag. Yeah, the murder in the bank. Uh, hat box with a head in it. It's Jean-Baptiste Lully, the man who conducted orchestras and stabbed himself through the foot. Ooh-wee, Lully! He stabbed himself in the foot Yeah, with his uh, staff that he would use to conduct the orchestra. I like he, the duffel bag better he, than the hat the box. Du- All right, fine, the duffel bag. Uh, he's cashing the murder in the bank duffel bag. 
and he my, yeah oh it is murder yeah, yeah. i'm sorry I'm, I'm correcting you over if if the, over the, your correction my correction yeah. if you remember he stabbed himself through the foot with his staff that he would conduct the orchestra with he developed gangrene they wanted to amputate his leg but he said no I can't amputate my leg because I must keep dancing. I must keep dancing. <laughs> and then he died of gangrene. for Because of his passion for dancing. Yes, and because of the gangrene. He is the patron saint of the show. I don't, think it was the, I don't think it was the passion for dancing that killed him. I think it was the gangrene. The gangrene, yeah, probably. Yeah. So he is, he is now involved. So I ask you, Jackson Wells, again, who died the worst? <sighs> Number three. All right, so... A failure for Jean-Baptiste Lully. Just kidding. Oh, wait. Baptiste. Let's go. Fuck it. Jean-Baptiste Lully wins. Let's do it. Could quite possibly be the final who died the worst. Let's do it. Well, it's official now. It's official. As soon as I close this, it is is now sealed. It wouldn't have been if you didn't say that I would have. It would have been three just to fuck over the other two. Mm Mm-hmm. But, but then that but, murder in the bag comes in. But then he, he comes murder in the bag. He, he murder in the bag. Yeah, he kept he limped in with his murder in the bag duffel. Yeah, and and cashed it in. Yeah, and he died the worst. Yep. Damn it! I really wanted three to win. Oh well. If only you could have done something about it. <laughs> if only you were the only person that gets to decide who <sighs> wins and loses that thing. Now, now I'll never get my way. Well, right. no, because the show's the show's over, at least for now. I'm retiring. We're we're both retiring until we unretire. You're right. Which could be two weeks from now, or never. Could be two months from now. It could be February fourth. It could be May ninth. Don't say that date. May ninth. You don't say May. Oh, 9th? you can say that's fine. That's fine. I thought you were saying something else. May nineteenth. Don't say that date. Hmm. All right. Well, you got anything else? I don't. So, for Jackson Wells, That's this, is, me. this is BP Burke saying, Will we see you next time with more murder? My dude? We gotta come up with a name for this new podcast. The Seagull Squad, Seagull Team Six, Fly Seagull Fly, Fly on the Seagull. road to just shoot me. Yeah, yeah, I like it. All right, done.